Hey, my name is Parker Manuel, pastor of Pinewood Church in Boulder, Colorado, where our mission is to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey team, uh, my name is Matt Slaughter. Um, I lead the creative team here at Pinewood. Uh, for those that don't know me, I, I, I'm going to start with a little bit of uh, my, my backstory. And so I think we have a picture, um, hopefully. But yeah, look at that. Look at that. That's a, look at that family. Man, I made those two kids. Like that's, that's amazing. I didn't make the dog. That's, anyways, so uh, that's my wife, Kayla, uh, my three-year-old Dax, and uh, my, my four-month-old Link, Lincoln, uh, and then our dog, Tom Hanks. And um, I think it's important to know that, like, like I'm going to talk a lot about, like, where, where you come from and then who you are today and how oftentimes it's not what we think, but we fight that a whole lot. Um, and I can tell you, we didn't think that we would be here when, uh, uh, when, when, we, when we first moved to Boulder. My wife and I moved to Boulder about six years ago. And um, we were super lonely for the first four years of it. We, were, we didn't have a whole lot of friends. We didn't have community. Um, and I can tell you that when we, um, after like the first four years, we, we decided that we were going to leave. Um, we had papers to sign. We were going to move to Denver or Loveland or Longmont and just get out of Boulder because we, we couldn't do it. Um, and the week that that was going to happen, we went to North Boulder Park, and my one-year-old at the time, Dax, ran into uh, Pastors Parker and Jess, their, their one-year-old, Sila, and then we became uh, friends and started talking about what um, they were doing here in Boulder, and they told us that they were starting a church, and they invited us to their first weekly gathering. They're, they called them preview gatherings back then, and uh, we showed up here, and there was about five chairs in a semicircle. Um, and Carson and Keegan on the, the they were just uh, a guitar and, and a mic, and Parker was still mic'd up uh, for, for just the four of us, and it was, it was amazing, and from then on, we, we knew it was history, and I just want to honor Pastors Parker and Jess real quick, because I don't think, I don't think that, like, like, it's a normal thing, and I know we've all been at other churches, but I can tell you that there's some people, like, you look at, and you go, man, I super love them from, like, super far away, uh, but I can tell you that uh, I, I love them so much uh, because of who they are up close. Um, they, uh, they, they are the exact same. The values that they, they communicate, the way that they love the city of Boulder and all the people in the church is exactly the same in their home. Um, and I can't emphasize enough how rare that is. And so I just want us to, for a second, just recognize how lucky we are to have leaders like that. So, um, if it wasn't, if you're new here to Pinewood, we, we, we call this a movement. This is a move of God. We believe that, that God is doing something new in Boulder, Colorado that hasn't been done before. And, like, it's important to emphasize that before I get into our message because we do believe that. We, we say it a whole lot. Uh, we emphasize it a whole lot because uh, those five people that were sitting in a semicircle have become way, way more. We've seen lives change. We've seen ridiculous, insane stuff that only could be explained by God. It's a weird and an incredible thing we do here. We show up every single Sunday and we live our life because of somebody who died, came down from heaven, came, became flesh and bone, died for us, rose after three days so that we could party with him in heaven for the rest of eternity. 
and we talk about it a lot because it's insane, it's awesome, and we believe it. We say things like God has a plan for your life because we believe it. We believe that God made you on purpose for a purpose. We believe that the plan that he has for your life is greater and grander and more majestic in every single way than any plan that you could fashion yourself. And this whole series that we've been talking about uh, is called Bridges. We've been talking about uh, going from where you are to where God's called you to go. And we talk about that a whole lot. We talk about the future, God's plan for your life, God's purpose for your life. We talk about what God adds and multiplies. But tonight we're going to talk about what he subtracts. I, um, uh, God, God has taught me over and over and over again to leave my old self. And so um, we're going to read, you can go ahead and turn your Bibles to Ephesians. We're going to be in chapter 4. Verse 14 is where we're going to start, and we'll get there in a second. Um, but just to give you a little background, Paul wrote this in prison. He wrote this because there was a church um, of Ephesians that, that they, were, they were, he was worried that they were losing sight of what was important. And they were losing sight of the unity that Christ has called us to, the identity that Christ has called us to, and the activity that we're supposed to do uh, as churches, uh, as, as believers. And so he wrote this. Um, and I can tell you with 100% confidence, this text wrecked me this week. Like, it's amazing to me that we serve a living God and that I can read a text 10 years ago and then read it again and it is completely different in every single way. And so I just want to encourage you in that, that God's word, we believe, and it is true that his word is living and breathing. It is going to reveal new things to you in new seasons of life if you let it. And so uh, let's dive in real quick. We're going to go Ephesians 4, 14 through 24, and we're in the New Living Translation because of reasons. There will, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown around by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of this body in the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does his own special work. It helps other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do or non-believers. In the message, it says, no going along with the crowd, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. Who in past feeling, they have no sense of shame, they live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that is not what you learned about Christ. Since you have learned about him and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature. King James says old self. In your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, your new self, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Let's pray. Long prayer. Father God, we thank you for, uh, for moments like these. Um, we ask that uh, the commercials next week are really good because I'm not into the whole sports ball thing. Um, and Lord, uh, just uh, do what only you can do through me. Uh, help me in this message. In your heavenly name we pray. So that last part, Paul is talking about he, he kind of gives like an old minute. He says, if you believe and if you've heard, if you've been taught by Jesus, you should be able to use the spirit to burn away your old self. And so tonight's message 
we're gonna be talking about divine demolition. We've been in a theme of bridges. We've been talking about building bridges, swaying bridges, restoring bridges, and tonight we're gonna to talk about burning bridges. <laughs> and to be, to be who, call, who God has called you to be, you need to burn away the old self and its nature and embrace your new self in Christ Jesus. My hope tonight is twofold. One, if you are not a believer, I hope that you make the best decision in your life to take off your old clothes and to be made new in Christ. We believe it. You become a brand new spanking person. And it is incredible. It's the best decision you'll ever make. Release the chains and be free. If you're a believer, I hope that you are encouraged. I'm gonna give you specific prayers to pray to get rid of specific bridges to your old way of life. Y'all good? We good? Okay, sweet. So in verse 14, Paul says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown around by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us into lies so clever they sound like the truth. Paul calls out that we should be childlike in our faith and not childish. And there's an important distinction. And I think that the, the, the distinction is this. It's where we put our attention and what gives us a sense of wonder. Have you ever met somebody who is, awe, who is in awe of like everything? Like they're just super excited about like really, 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 really simple stuff. I think that's what we're, we're called to be that as Christians. We're called to be excited and joyful about everything because everything is so wonderful if we look at it through God's eyes. God gave us this thing. God's doing this thing. God is doing this in me, in that person. Isn't this amazing with everything? But we live in a world that doesn't operate like that. We live in a world who likes to take what could be wonderful and make it whimsical. And it, and it has to do with our attention. Uh, my, I feel bad because my son's going to listen to these podcasts like years from now. He'd go, dude, dad, why are you putting me on blast, man? Like, like. Dude, I just, I was, I was a three-year-old, man. It's like, but I'm going to use them anyways. So, Dax, I love you. I mean it. Um, anyways, so I'll, I'll get home. I'll work all week. And God hit me hard this week thinking about this because I was complaining to God about this. I said, God, I get home after a long day of work, and I just want to spend time with my kid. And he says, yeah, tell me more about that. I said, I get home, and I'll ask him how his day was, and he'll say, Dad, I want to watch a movie. Or can I have your phone? And I'll be like, no, I want to hear about your day. And he goes, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I'll say, man, like, Dax, like, just, just tell me, like, like tell me so, like, some good stuff that happened in your day. Like, let's spend some time together. I don't want to watch a movie. And then he'll freak out. He'll melt down, and then I'll have to put him in timeout because he, like, he knows I'm the weak one. Like, he'll come to me and he's like, Dad, can you watch a movie? Because I know that if I ask Mom, she'll say no. But you'll say yes because, you know, whatever. And, and I... I'm just complaining to God about this. I'm saying, like, he just wants to watch this stupid Frozen movie for the fifth, thirteenth time, and I just, I'm, I just want to spend time with him. And God said, now you know how I feel. Where we get so distracted, and we make ourselves so preoccupied with stuff that is not of him. And so the first bridge to burn is the bridge of immaturity. I want you to pray because it's easy to be critical. It's easy to be cynical. 
it's easy to be condemning of things that could be wonderful because that's like easy. The world like makes that easy. Like it's cool to be the guy who says, oh, that's garbage. Like you go see the new Star Wars movie and you're stoked about it and the guy just poo- poos all over. He's like, dude, like this has been a 35 year saga, man. Like do you, could you chill? Shh, let people like things. <laughs> like that's how I feel. But we live in a world that does not operate like that. And so it is important that we burn the bridge of immaturity and that we find joy in things that are majestic and can be. We can make a big deal about anything, and we should. We should be the reason that people go to something and are like, oh, I really don't want to be there, but man, he's going to be there. She's going to be there, and then it's going to be awesome. That's who we're called to be as believers. Verse 17 says this, this I I say therefore and testify to the Lord that ye henceforth... Walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. The second bridge is bridge of vanity is what Paul's calling out. Have you ever met somebody who, who loves to show off how big their brain is? Like you're talking to them, and you can tell like as you're talking to them, they're thinking about the next thing they're going to say. Like they don't even care about what you're saying, and they're ready. And then they, they try to one-up your story a little bit. They're the me monster, is what my wife has to call it. And I find myself falling victim to this. I'm talking to me right now, because I think about that. I think about, how can I make the person laugh? How can, I, how can I make this story really, really good? How can I inject myself? When really what Paul's calling out is like, that's not who the world needs. He wants us to burn the bridge of vanity. He wants us to be listeners, because that's what's hard. That's the hard thing to do. It's really, really hard in a world of me, and I need this, and I felt this this way, and social media, to be the person who says, I just want to hear your story. But that's exactly what the world needs. The world needs people who just want to listen. You could be that person. You could be the one person in most people's lives that they come to knowing full well that they will get to tell the real stuff to where nobody else will listen. And so we should be that. We should be the great listeners of this world. The vast majority of our problems will be solved if we were just better at listening. Because all people want, we can write this down, all people want is to know and be known. That's it. Every root of every desire in every person, everywhere, is just to know and be known. So just be that. Receive that. In verse 17, he also says, they are hopelessly confused. The message says this, don't go along with the crowd. They are empty-headed and mindless. The third bridge to burn is the bridge of common, what is common. Kale is my word for this year. We, uh, we just recently started doing this. It's really awesome because we, we call back to it constantly, is uncommon. We want to be the uncommon in most common situations. Paul calls out the nature of the world is to focus on that which is temporary, fleeting, and popular. It's hard to be different. Let, uh, raise your hand if you know it's hard to be different than what is normal. It's hard to do the thing that's at odds with everybody else. Whether it's something small, like I started wearing glasses like six months ago, right? And people gave me a hard time. I know who you are, okay? I'm going to remember it. I'm going to let it go. But we can talk about our appearance, and we get really, really stoked about, like, like maybe being unique and different in our appearance, or even our diet. Like, we do this, too, where we're like, oh, I'm, I'm paleo, I'm vegan, and we brag about it. Like, it is, like, what we are known for, especially in Boulder. Like, I get it. 
cool. But like, look at how confident we are in being like, like in our unique appearance, like we can talk about it, how confident we are in our diets, but we don't get confident about our destiny. Like we totally get quiet when it comes down to who God has called us to be, to be different. It should be the way that we are different in the vast majority of our situations. God expects us to be different. He's part of the gig, man. It's oftentimes our closest friends who, who make it hard too. Like I remember going home um, and I, I would change something about like, like who I am or the way I talk and my old friends will say, dude, why are you acting weird? Because it makes them uncomfortable because growth is uncomfortable to the majority. There are gonna be people in your life that say, dude, you're, you're harsh and my mellow. Just stop. You're like, no, 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 no. God called us to be the one party, the one person at the party to bring up the party, to say we're going to operate at a higher level. We're going to live with higher expectation, with a higher level of excellence. We're going to love that person. We're going to honor that person. We're going to bring people in where they don't have a place. We're going to talk to people who don't have friends. We are going to be different in every single way. And so I would encourage you to say things like, no, I'm not going to talk like that. No, I'm not going to talk about that person like that. No, that's not who I am anymore. No, no, like, no, I don't, I don't need that. I have everything I need. Like, no, I'm, I'm happy. Like, I, I have everything. I can be joyful knowing that God has given me everything. He did everything for me. I don't need anything else. Versus, like, just needing more things, putting people down so you feel better. We are called to be different you're going to have a situation, maybe in the next 30 minutes, where somebody will do something. And you will have the opportunity to either go along with the crowd or say, hey, man, we're better than that. That's not the man you want to be. That's not the woman you want to be. And in that moment, you could change somebody's life. Because I don't want to be the same. I don't want to be the same as I used to be. Verse 18 says this, being alienated from the life of God. The fourth bridge to burn is bridge of allegiance. This is going to, this should hit hard. This is basically talking about idols in our life. It's how we really identify ourselves to others. Jesus didn't like sharing the spotlight. Like, but to be fair, he can't do his best work, like, with a part-time gig. Like, he, he does, he thrives when he has our whole self. Like, when, he give, when we give everything to him. And so you can't just be like, cool, I'm going to be a father, a husband, a mediocre designer, and uh, I kind of like Jesus. He's cool. No. Like, it is Jesus glorified through all of those things. Like, that's how we need to look at it. This is savage Jesus right here. We're going to go to Matthew. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to this earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your home. If you love your father or mother more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you love your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, you will find it. Ask yourself, what are the financial, relational, spiritual contracts you have made allegiances to that are not Jesus. 
Because it's important to know that he doesn't mean to sever. Like, like it's funny, the word cleave is, an, is what's called an autoantonym. It means to separate as well as to bring two parts together. We are supposed to cleave from relationships. It's important that we do. Not to dishonor the relationship. I'm still going to honor my father and mother. I'm still going to love the crap out of my wife and son. Z. Sorry, he's brand new. I'm still thinking about it. It's plural now. It's plural now. <laughs> but it is all done in service to him. It is all done in service in my allegiances to him. When I get worried about what Dax is doing, how he's acting, how he's behaving, his character, all those things, I can try to control it, but I could also say, God, I know you have it. And that's what he wants. He wants our allegiance to be to him. A good way to know if something's taking you under its allegiance is if two things. You can write this down. Does it glorify God? And does it take me under his power? And if you can ask those two questions, and it is like, yes, to take me under their power, it's probably not great. Does it glorify God? It's probably a good thing. Ask God to show you the allegiances and idols in your life the relationships that you put above him, and the identities that you put above him. Real quick, one more thing there. When people ask you, like I hate this question, like what you do, like, like, like as if what I do like in, in my day is, is how I, I'm defined, elevate the conversation. Say, well, I kind of do this. God's given me this gift, but man, I'm like, I'm super into Jesus and I wanna, I wanna tell people about it. That's how we should respond to that question. The world wants to define you by little things, like what you do for money. But we're defined by something so much greater. Verse 18, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. Paul's talking about the bridges of isolation. He, does, he pulls a Yoda here a little bit. If you read the passage backwards, he says, hardness leads to darkness, leads to willful ignorance, leads to pleasure-seeking, leads to unhealthiness, leads to isolation. Have you ever tried to do something in your own strength, by yourself, on your own? Right. Thanks, James. That's my dude. So we live in a, we live in a self-help world when we are called to be spirit-led people. The world is going to say things like this garbage. They're going to say, man, you got this. You can do all things by yourself. Look inside yourself. Find your true self. The world's going to tell you to go to a seminar. The world's going to tell you to read a book. When really, that is the most lonely way to live life. You cannot do this by yourself. You cannot believe that lie. Put it behind you. Burn it. Burn it with fire. The bridge of isolation is real. You can listen to every podcast, every book, every seminar, every new guru, but it's not going to hold a candle to Christ. Raise your hand if you've ever heard this phrase, God helps those who help themselves. That is nowhere in the Bible. God does not want that out of you. God wants you to seek him and his help in everything you do. Lord, I need you is like something I say almost every minute because it's true. I can't be the husband that I could do on myself. I can't be the father. I can be, unless I was like doing it with your help. I can't be the friend. I can't be all of these things without Christ. He makes me better. 
He makes me the actual way I should be in all of those things. Because operating outside of him is so fleeting. So ask God. Pray to the Spirit to help you. I need you in every single part of my life. Waking up in the morning, making my coffee, having this conversation, everything. Do not do it alone. Do it with him. Verse 19, who being in past feeling is the King James Version. says, bridge to the past is what we're burning. This is big. This is one of the biggest ones. Isaiah 43 says this, remember not the former things, nor consider things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Have you ever let the past keep you from something better, a better future? I have. I have. I want to be like Elisha. Elijah came to Elisha and put his cloak around him. And Elisha, huge successful farmer, had like 12 oxen, like $20,000 worth of grass-fed beef, burned them, killed them, and then burned all of his tools the second that Elijah put his cloak around him and said, okay, I'm good. I'm not going to look back. And he completely went. I want to be, be like that instantaneously. I want to turn from my past and go, no, that was my past. I'm not going to let it affect my future. That's not who I am. It's just something that happened. God has a plan for my life. It's better than I've ever imagined. I don't know what it is. I don't really have to know, but I know that it's going to be awesome because he's going to be with me. That's how we should operate. Have you let the past hold you down? I have. We moved from Dallas and we had incredible friendships in Dallas. We still do. And in Chicago. And when we got to Boulder, we we tried to mirror those relationships exactly how they were. We wanted to find specific friendships. We wanted to find specific relationships, even specific places that we used to go to. And for four years, we found nothing because we were blocking God from doing something new. Behold, I am doing a new thing. You cannot let him do a new thing unless you let go of the old thing. The old thing is okay. There's good old and bad old, but you gotta let them both go. Social media does a really good job with this. It'll show us things that happened seven years ago. We'll be like, oh man, that was the life. It's not true. Or something bad happened to you. I'm not gonna diminish that. Trauma is real. Church hurt is real. Relationship baggage is real. But man, if you hold on to it, you're not going to be what God has made you to be. You're not going to go in and step into a future that's going to be better. I hear this a lot. I've been burned by the church. And I don't doubt that it happened. But the church is for God, but run by humans. We are flawed. We're going to mess up. If something happened to you, it would probably be better if you looked at it this way. I can make sure that doesn't happen to somebody else. Or if it did happen to somebody else, maybe I can help them out of it and say, you know what? That was an isolated incident. That's not who God is. That's not who God called us to be. I'm not gonna spiritually bypass you. I'm not gonna diminish your problems or who you are as a person. I'm not gonna make you feel like you can't be who God made you to be in the body of Christ. Tell me your story. That's who you need to be, not I'm just gonna give up on the church. The local church needs you to ignore and burn your past so that other people can. 
Ask God to give you hope and expectation for a better future. Ask God to give you strength to move on. Ask God to be the church that you needed. The last one, verse 19, they live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Last bridge is bridge of happiness. And don't mistake me, happiness is not wrong, but seeking it as, a, as an end is not great because God doesn't ever say that. God never says, follow me and you will be happy. He said, be holy for I am holy. He said, I will make you holy and holiness is better. By the way, holiness is a super churchy word. I get it. But all holiness is, and this is, if you take one thing away from tonight, it's this. Holiness is just making what I want, what God wants. I think about marriage and parenthood a lot. And it's easy for us to go in and say, well, I'm gonna go and clean up that thing or I'm gonna do this thing for my wife because I know it'll make her happy. But a better way to look at it is to say, I want what she wants. And so I'm, I'm gonna go do this thing. That's, that's relationship versus religion. Religion is God's gonna be mad at me if I don't do this thing. Versus I wanna have a relationship with God so that my wants become his wants because his wants are better. His wants are better, say it. It's true. Our wants are, 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 are tunnel vision. Our, our wants are very small. It's important to know that the things that distract us and attract us in this world are very small things. When we have the opportunity to do work in an eternal way, how cool is that? Every other work that I do is gonna be temporary. It is dust. But when I, when I do work for him, it is eternal. Building his kingdom is so much cooler than everything else. And so it's important. It's important that we don't seek out happiness. Happiness leads to emptiness. I love apple fritters. I know that I can go and eat 12, maybe 13 apple fritters in one sitting. And God's going to be with me after that. But I still shouldn't do it. Like if I just seek out things that make me happy, I will feel empty and pray for him in ways that aren't that great. Like on the bathroom floor, just begging for mercy. stuff just to please God is religion. Wanting to have a relationship with him will change us. It will make us more holy. And so pray for holiness. Pray for God to reveal ways in your life to make your wants what his wants are. I'm going to leave you with three points. Three steps in this process. And God, uh, um, Paul lays it out really well in Ephesians 2. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God, I just love that, but God, so rich in mercy, loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. 
God saved you. Three, three things. He says to take off our old self, to put on our new self, and to continuously renew, to continuously change. What does putting off the old self mean? Verse 21 says this, since you have learned about Christ and have learned the truth, throw off your old sinful nature, your old formal way of life, your old self, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Going back to Matthew 10, savage Jesus. I did not come with peace, but a sword. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. If you give up your life for me, you will find it. But we have to know him. That's what Paul says. We have to know him. We have to be able to hear and distinguish his voice. We have to be a friend to Jesus. I think about Lazarus. Lazarus and Jesus were friends. They knew each other. And when Lazarus died, Mary Martha sent a letter. Jesus came and said, Lazarus, come out. The only way that happened was because Lazarus knew Jesus' voice. He could hear it. And since we are friends to Jesus and we've heard his voice, we've heard him speak into our life, we should be able to leave our old self, put on the new self, the true self. This is verse 24. Put on your new nature, your new self, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. 2 Corinthians 5.17, for if anybody is a new Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. It is gone, game over, not a thing. But our nature still creeps up, which leads me to our last point. Continuously renew. Verse 23, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. As Christians, we should always be changing and growing. I don't want to be the same guy when I go back home. And people are like, Matt, same problems, same stupid jokes, same complaints, same everything. I want new problems. I want new and better problems. I want God to reveal and convict me in my life so I can be done with something and get a new and better problem all the time. That's what he does. This is both a moment and a momentum that we keep throughout our entire life. It's a point and a progression. It's a position and a process but we can rest assured, we know in our heart that our old self we've been saved from, chains are gone, life is new. I don't have to be the same way. And so you have every justification in Christ Jesus to say this, I'm not that guy, I'm not that girl, he's made me new. No, I don't do that anymore. I'm not gonna be that person. There's no credentialism on the planet that is as magnificent as that. There's no school, there's no certificate. There's nothing in your life that you could possibly do to have that much weight to say those things, but Jesus gives us that. Jesus gives us that. He says, just because I loved you, just because you trusted me, you can say that I am new. That's not who I am. No other theological system on the planet can let you do that. Sink into that. That's what the Greek word means. To put on means to sink in. It's, a, it's an instant thing and it's an active thing. We are constantly sinking into these new clothes. That's amazing. You ever do that? You ever put on, you ever put on new clothes? You're like, man, I'm, I'm dripping. That's what we do. His joys and his mercies are new every single morning. All we ask, all he asks is that, that you, you reference it and that you invoke that power. 
Jesus said before he left his disciples, he says, I am leaving you now, but I will send you a helper, a great helper. But that helper cannot help unless we ask for help. The spirit cannot help unless we ask for help. Pray for these specific things to be gone from your life so you can have better problems in Jesus. I want better problems. I want my whole life to be better problems. If you have not made this decision, I want to make it very clear. We're going to sing one more song. I want you to find somebody in the back. You could be baptized today. You could make the decision and your whole world changes. You can put the trauma, you can put your identity, you can put the addictions, everything behind you in an instant. You just have to say, yes, you have to receive this insane gift. So I would encourage you to talk to somebody. We're gonna sing this song and I want you to listen to the words because it clearly talks about what we talked about tonight, that he has made us clean, washed white as snow, you got to let him. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for these moments. We thank you that you are living and active in our life and that you didn't have to, but you did. And we can have the confidence, all the confidence in the world in you. Lord, give the men and women in this room the confidence to sink into your purpose that you have for their life. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, or if you'd like to join us on a Sunday, head on over to pinewoodboulder.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And if you'd like to be notified every time we post new content, then subscribe. And remember, just keep coming back.